While they're heading out, if you would take your Bible and turn to Joshua chapter 20, I'm sorry, Joshua chapter 14. And we're going to begin in verse 6. If you have the uh, church mobile app, you can go to the Bible app there and it'll open you up at Joshua chapter 14 in verse 6. Also, if you have uh, uploaded the mobile app, you'll also see the sermon notes of a few little outlines in there. Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. I'll be in the uh, NIV translation this morning as uh, we look at uh, continuing on this theme that we've had that's kind of been a revival movement in us about the invitation. This morning we're looking at the invitation to claim God's promises. And on this Memorial Day weekend, we are remembering those who gave their lives, who fought for the freedom, for the promises, for the blessings that we have. And today we're going to look at a scripture about a man who stood up and fought for his blessings, for his promises, for the freedom that he could have as God had promised it to him. It's a man named Caleb. And Caleb in Joshua chapter 14 is stepping up to claim the invitation to God's promises for his life and for his family and for their future. But you know, a lot of times with invitations comes an expectation. And as I look at Caleb's life, he is claiming this invitation for God's blessings, for the promised land that God has given to him, and he's willing to fight for that. But he knows that through the years, there's been an expectation to claim this blessing. Now, how many of you have ever got a wedding invitation before? Raise your hand. All right, most everybody. How many of you have got maybe a baby shower invitation before? Raise your hand. All right. So everybody understands invitations. And when you get a wedding invitation and it says you're invited to such and such wedding and that it's going to be at 6 o'clock in the evening, someone tell me what the expectation is with that. Cowboy said you'd be there before. Someone else said that you'd be wearing in dress clothing. And after 6 is a formal wedding, Right? So there's an expectation that when you receive this invitation, there's an expectation that you're going to dress a little more dressed up. Maybe even dressed in a uh, black suit if you're a man. There's this expectation of formality. If you get an invitation to a baby shower, an invitation, there's an expectation for you to bring a baby gift, right? Would that be right, Janelle? Yes. You would look a little strange if you came and just came to eat the snacks and the foods, and you didn't bring a gift. There's an expectation. And I've found as I've looked at Caleb's life, as he's claiming God's promises for his life and for the life of his family and for their future, it's almost like Caleb understands that with an invitation comes an expectation. And God has promises for you and I, but I have learned that if you really want to claim God's uh, promises, Understand the expectations that come with that. So let's look to these scriptures this morning in uh, Joshua chapter 14, beginning in verse 6 through verse 15. And if we were to read the verses prior to this, we'll see that the children of Israel, they've wandered through the wilderness. Moses has died. God has buried him. And Joshua has been leading the children of Israel. They are come to the point now that it's time to uh, claim all the land and the promises And Caleb steps up, and Caleb is saying, all right, there's been a promise given to me, an invitation to claim this land, 
And I'm ready to claim it. Here's what we read about that in Joshua chapter 14 and beginning verse 6. It says, Now the men of Judah approached Joshua. Joshua now is leading the children of Israel in place of Moses. And they are at Gilgal. And it says, And Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. Now what Caleb is reflecting back is, before they ever went into the promised land, the Lord had led Moses to send out a couple of spies from each of the tribes of Israel. A spy from each tribe, and they had gone out, and for 40 days they had spied out this promised land. And they came back, and they said, it's just like God said, it's flowing with milk and honey. Look at the gigantic fruit that it has. It is overwhelming, but there's a little bit of an issue. There's giants in that land. And so of the 12 spies, 10 of them said, man, they are too big for us. We cannot defeat them. But Joshua and Caleb said, no way. God has given it into our hands. We've got to claim God's promises. We can do it. And that's what Caleb is saying. You remember what you and I said. Verse 7, he says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my brothers who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt with fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So that on that day Moses swore to me, the land which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So Caleb's saying, you remember, I was promised the land where my feet walked, where I told that the land was just like God said. And yes, I said, we can defeat those giants and we can claim that land because God has already given it to us. The wording of Caleb at that time was not that we can do it and God will give it to us, but he said, God's done giving it to us. It's ours. All we got to do is just be obedient to God. Now, verse 10 says, Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years. So he's 40 years old then. 45 years have passed. He is now 85 years old. I went the order of service. He's 85 years old. Now, I don't know how many of you are 85. I don't want to get in trouble by asking you to raise your hand. But just think about it. If you're 85, or think about being 85, any of you feel like whooping some giants? Most 85 people uh, you know that I know like to kind of take it easy. And let younger people fight the fights. Here at 85-year-old, Caleb is saying, I'm ready to go and fight the giants and claim that land. So he says, I'm 45 years since the time they said to Moses while Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today, 85 years old. Verse 11 says, I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I read that and I'm thinking... You know, I, I remember when I was 40 years old. I'm 56 now, and I, I know I'm not as strong as I was when I was 40 years old. And he's 85. He said, I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. And in verse 12, he says, Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. He said, I want my promise. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there, 
and their cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Verse 13 says, Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. And you know this verse 14 and 15, you can kind of just slide by it, but it's good stuff. Listen to verse 14. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenanite, ever since. Because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. Hebron used to be called Kiriath Arba after Arba, who was the greatest man among the Anakites. And then the land had rest from war. Here was a man who knew war, but he also knew rest. He knew what it was to fight, and he knew what it was to claim the promises that God had for him. You know, I, I say those last couple of verses, you can kind of just slide through it, but it says that land that he walked on that he was claiming, that Hebron belonged to Caleb ever since that day. And not only was it a land that he had promised, but it just went ahead and made a little highlight that the previous name of it was Kiriath Arba. And just in case you don't know, Arba was the greatest, mightiest of all the giants. You know what that's reminding me? That not only was this 85-year-old man going to claim this promised land, but he is going to take on the biggest, baddest dude in the land at 85 years old. I'm thinking, God, if I live to be 85, let me be like Caleb. Sounds pretty good. The invitation to claim God's promise comes with expectations. And I'm thinking, all right, God, if I live to be 85, I'd like to have that strength and that vigor and the ability to claim God's promises like Caleb did. But if the invitation normally comes with an expectation, what do I learn from Caleb that might be expected of me? If, if you and I, you know, a lot of times I see people that they live their lives half-heartedly. They live it chaotically, self-centered. But you can mention a promise of God and they're like, yeah, count me in. I want to claim God's promises. Well, an invitation comes with an expectation. Do you bear the gifts that's worthy to claim the invitation? And I looked at Caleb's life, and one of the things that I saw about Caleb that I believe is true that would, should be expected of you and I if we really want to claim God's promises, and it's this. You find it number one in that sermon notes in your app, but it says... Number one thing to claim God's promise as an expectation is that you have a conviction that God is always trustworthy. If you want to claim God's promises, and I doubt there's anybody that if I were to make a list, project it on the wall and say, here's some of God's promises that you can claim for your life, I could put some pretty good stuff up there. And I guarantee you that if I said, would you like to claim God's promises, every hand would be raised. But are you meeting the expectations to claim God's promises? Because the number one thing I learned from Caleb is that if you want to claim God's promises, you must have a conviction that God is always trustworthy. You see in that scripture that I read, it said that Caleb came to, I mean, jo uh, Caleb came to Joshua and he said, you know, when we brought back the report, everybody else brought a report that we could not defeat them, but you, Joshua, and myself, we brought a good report. We said that God has given us the land and that we can claim it. 
And he said, I brought a report according to my convictions. The word that was used in the Hebrew language for convictions there, I brought what was a word from my very depths of my heart, my soul, my most inner being, my conscience of what God would do. When Caleb was saying that, he said, from the most inner part of my being, the most honest and open that I can be, I believe that God is trustworthy and that God has already given it to us. And I believe that within itself. Matter of fact, if you were to go to Numbers chapter 13 and 14, you can read the account of those 40 days of them spying out the land and the 10 spies that said, man, it's great, but man, there's giants. We can't defeat them. And Caleb and Joshua saying, no, no, we can And if you were to go to chapter 14, after they're carrying on conversation and the people's hearts are melting, it says this in Numbers 14 and verse 6. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spake to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord, listen to this, if you're listening, say amen. Man, y'all ain't listening too good. Thank you. If you're really listening, say amen. Amen. Verse 8, that sounded better. Some of you woke up the other ones. If the Lord delights in us. Did you catch that? If the Lord delights in us. Say that one time with me. If the Lord delights in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are bread. I love that expression. You know how bread is. It's easy to tear. Put a little water to it and it just dissolves. He said they are bread to us. Their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Now there is a man who has convictions. Would you say he does? He has convictions that God is always trustworthy. And I had you to repeat that in verse 8 of Numbers chapter 14 because it said, if the Lord delights in us. There's another reminder that if we want to claim God's promises... If we want to receive the invitation, there is an expectation, isn't there? And Caleb made that perfectly clear. If God is not delighted in us, we might as well hang it up and forget it. But if God does delight in us, let's not rebel against God. These people are bread. Now, the other ten were saying they're giants. They're going to whip us. We cannot defeat them. But Caleb's saying they're bread. They're just like a big piece of loaf bread. Put it under water. Put a little pressure to it. When there's no protection, it's going to crumble. Now there's a man who has a conviction that God is always trustworthy. See, when you understand that God is leading you in a direction, that God is giving you an invitation, that God is offering a promise to you and I, if we have the conviction that God is always trustworthy, then we can take the steps of faith We see things from a different perspective. And I think all of us would have to agree that Caleb and Joshua saw things differently than the other ten did. The other ten saw how big 
the giants were. We could say the other ten saw how big the problem was. But Caleb and Joshua saw how big their God was. And the bigger your God is, and the bigger the problem is, the bigger the victory. And the bigger the victory, the greater the excitement, the more enjoyable the promises. It's just the way it is. Little effort leads to little excitement. Great effort leads to great excitement. And here Caleb and Joshua understand that principle. So understand principle number one, the expectation that God has for you, Him to delight in you and I is you have a conviction that God is, what's that word? Always trustworthy. God doesn't back up on His promises. He does not desert us. The second principle that I learned from Caleb is this. If you want to claim God's promise, it's this. You are wholeheartedly following God's plan for your life. Wholeheartedly. Did you notice that word wholeheartedly and following were repeatedly in those Scriptures? Not only did Caleb say about it himself, but in those Scriptures... It's recorded as Joshua saying that about Caleb. He's saying that, Caleb, not only did you follow the, God's plan, but your whole heart was in it. Not only did you do it, you didn't do it with fear and trembling. You didn't do it with doubts and discouragement, but you did it and you put your whole heart into it. Man, I love the scripture in uh, Colossians 3 that tells us, Colossians 3, 23 through 25, says, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord with all your heart. Not as to man. If you're serving in the church, don't do it as you're doing it for the preacher, If even if the preacher asks you if you would do it. Don't do it as you're doing it for the deacons or doing it for a class or doing it for a teacher or doing it for someone else or doing it for the music minister. Don't do it as for them. I don't want you to do things as you're doing it for me. But if you do it for the Lord, man, you'll put your whole heart into it. Or at least you should. And that's what Caleb said. He said, I have wholeheartedly followed God's plan. Caleb understood God had a plan for his life. Do you and I understand that God has a plan for us? And some of those plans are within God's plan. Some of those steps are big steps. Sometimes those steps lead to a commitment for life. Sometimes they are steps that are just for that moment. When Caleb and Joshua went through the spy out that land, for 40 days they were out there. 40 days, which had a purpose. But it was setting the steps that would lead for the plan that God had for their life for all of eternity. God has a plan for our lives. I love the Scripture. When I think about Him wholeheartedly with all His faith, totally trusting the Lord, I think of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Follow that with me. Without faith, it is possible, impossible to please God. But notice this. This is the good part. You ready? For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Diligently seeking the Lord means putting your whole heart in following Him. The third thing I learned from Caleb, if you want the invitation to claim God's promises, the expectation is this. 
that you are staying strong in God's Spirit. Did you notice in those scriptures that Caleb said, I am as strong today as I was 45 years ago. I wish I could say that about myself now. That I'm as strong. And you know, I think that Caleb knew he had a physical battle. So there was that physical strength he was referring to. But I believe also he was spiritually as strong. Now he had been through that time of wandering the wilderness for 40 years. He was one of the few people who was still in there because he had been faithful to the Lord. Many had died out. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us those over 21 had died out because of their lack of faith. But Caleb had stayed in there and he had stayed strong physically, but he also had stayed strong spiritually. And you know, in life, in the Christian life, it's many times the spirit that dwindles away. But Caleb said, I'm just as strong today. And here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 is the scriptures that tell us about putting on the spiritual armor, the whole armor of God. And it says this in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Caleb really knew that even though he was physically strong, it was God's strength that was with him. He said, if the Lord is with me, if the Lord delights in me, he knew where his strength came from, he knew where the battle was, and that is with the Lord. You want to claim God's promises for your life, for my life? You have to have a conviction that God is always trustworthy. You have to be wholeheartedly following God's plan for your life. And you have to be staying strong in God's Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you today. Lord, I just thank you for a man like Caleb. Even though that it blows our mind away to think that a person could be 85 years old and be as strong as they were when they were 40. But Caleb understood that the Lord was with him. And he also understood that you can't live half-heartedly, a haphazard life, in and out with serving the Lord and claim God's promises. There is an expectation. Caleb understood that. He said, if the Lord delights in us, and Lord, I know that there's an expectation for us today, an expectation that we have a conviction that you are trustworthy, that we are wholeheartedly following your plan for our life, and that we are staying strong in your spirit. And when we do that, we can claim your promises. So God, I pray that we'll all take a little inventory today. The invitation to receive God's promises is here. But it's where we're meeting the expectation to claim it. And God, I believe that you have for us today to step up and claim that promise and say, Lord, I have the convictions. I'm going to follow you with all my heart. I'm going to stay strong in you. Lord, I'm going to watch what you do in my life. Lord, I'm ready to claim your promises for my life. I'm ready to step up. Lord, I don't know what everybody has going on in their life, but Lord, I believe that it's not a reminder that God has promises for us that are better, but Lord, it's also a reminder that there's expectations. We've got to live a little differently if we want the promises. So God, I pray that some people will say, man, I, I know God loves me. 
And I want to claim his promises. And I want to live my life a little differently. I'm going to show I got some conviction. Everybody's going to see I'm wholeheartedly following the Lord's plan for my life. And they're going to see I'm staying strong in the Lord. And let's just see what God does. To God be the glory.